0: One, somewhere in Minnesota. Her grandfather was still alive. That was the problem. Sue Oldhorn was 17 and an Ojibwe Indian, just out of school, and at her first job, a real job at a bank, running the accounts computer. And none of that was a problem. She had money and lived at home and would soon get a new car. Well, not new, but new used. A blue Mustang and none of that was a problem. But there was this, this difficulty. She worked hard all day and came home where her mother and her grandfather waited. Her father had been gone many years, and it was always the same, always the same. She would sit down to the meal her mother had prepared, usually with food that Sue had bought with her money from her new job. And before she could eat, before she could even begin to eat— Her grandfather would start, always the same. "'You are young,' he would say. "'You are young, and now you must listen. "'Now you must listen to this story.' But he was old, very old, with deep wrinkles, not just in his face, but deep wrinkles in his mind, and when she thought of it at work sometimes— sitting at the computer console with the green numbers rolling before her. When she thought of it, she thought that he was still alive, and that was the problem. He has lived beyond the time when he should have lived, she thought, but not in the hard way it sounded, not then. He was still alive, and he remembered things that did not always fit with the way he lived now, in the small house on the outside of town with two women who took care of him and fed him. He was still alive, and in the wrinkles in his mind, he remembered things to tell in his stories. Oh, God, she thought, sitting at the computer, such things he remembered. He was still alive, and last night, when she came home to sit down to supper before the date she had with Bob from the bank, Bob who was tall, and not a Robert, but a Bob, Bob who smiled inside, when she came home before a date with that Bob, her grandfather had put his fork down, and she sighed inwardly and even openly and put her fork down as well. You are young, he started. You are young and a woman, but now hear this story. Hear this story. And he had begun the story of the two arrows, which he had told many other times and which was never the same, never the same. It was a story of a time gone so far and long gone that even the Indians were different. It was the story of when a family was starving and a man had gone hunting with only two arrows in his quiver. He had first found a rabbit, but didn't want to use his arrows for so little meat. Then he came upon a deer, and still he wanted more, and finally a moose, and he had shot one arrow at the moose, but the moose had too much magic and the arrow had turned away. When he shot the second arrow, it also missed— And the man had no food for his family, and so he returned in shame at his greed and pride, and she knew the moral of the story, knew it well. But it was an old story, a boring story. And he told it in the old sing-song sound she did not like, told it differently each time as if he couldn't remember it well enough to keep it straight. Sometimes two arrows, sometimes three, sometimes a rabbit, sometimes a grouse, and on and on, and it bored her sideways. He always waited until they were sitting down to eat, and that always made them eat cold food because he became angry if they ate while he talked, and it always seemed as if he wanted to tell the story when she was trying to hurry to get to work, or about to leave on a date, or just anything to make it inconvenient, and she hated the stories. Hated them. Because they were boring, but more, too. She hated them because, at final look, they weren't true. He was old and told the stories, and she didn't believe them, and didn't want to believe them because they had nothing to do with her life. Nothing to do with the bank, or the new-used Mustang, or the date with Bob who smiled inside, or the fact that it was her check that bought the food that was now getting cold while she waited. Waited. Her grandfather was still alive. And she sat now with her fingers slamming against the keys on the computer, harder and harder, her forehead tightening into a frown, anger coming through. She was of a time and age that he could or would never understand because he didn't see things as they were now but as they had been. Her grandfather was still alive. That was the problem.